RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Health officials warn of another wave of COVID infections and say they're preparing for the worst. A specialist in respiratory medicine says an outbreak of the Omicron variant here would be difficult to control. And as Hong Kong and Hong Kong reports, a further 14 cases of the Omicron variant involving people who've arrived here in the past few days. Health officials say they're preparing for the worst as they warn of another wave of COVID-19 infections. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says the highly transmissible Omicron var- COVID variant means the number of infections might surge quickly if the virus spreads in the community. She says authorities have stepped up measures to prevent imported cases and put in place a response plan should local infections emerge. Before Christmas, I have uh, chaired a meeting together with the Department of Health and the Hospital Authority and of course the Food and Health Bureau together to discuss uh, and also prepare for our response plan in case you know, Omicron have an outbreak in Hong Kong. So we have uh, discussed about the prevention and pre- response plan in the direction of our capacity, obviously. Of course, it's the testing capacity, our quarantine facilities, our isolation hospital facilities, as well as uh, what if uh, Omicron really have an outbreak uh, in Hong Kong, whether we need to tighten our social distancing measures and so on. The hospital authority's chief executive, Tony Koh, said public hospitals had made contingency plans for a community outbreak. He says hundreds of hospital beds are still available to isolate patients, adding that a temporary medical facility at the Asia World Expo on Lantau could reopen at any time. A specialist in respiratory medicine, Dr. Leung Chi Chu, says the coming two months will be crucial for the prevention of a local outbreak of the Omicron variant. He called on the government to do all it can to guard against imported infections. The Omicron outbreak will probably last shorter than three months in most of the affected places. In the coming two months, it's also a effective period with a lot of people traveling. And you will be seeing a lot of passengers and air crew members coming from high-risk areas. If any of these cases lead into a community, the silent transmission because of the people are mixing in all these New Year and holiday celebrations and one. Uh, the disease uh, has started penetrating a community, we will have difficulty in controlling it. Meanwhile, health officials have reported a further 14 cases of the Omicron variant involving people who have arrived in Hong Kong in the past few days. Five of the patients are Hong Kong karate athletes. The findings take the total number of Omicron cases in the SAR to 58. Joanne Wong has the details. National Games bronze medalist Lao Chi Ming confirmed to RTHK that he's been infected with the Omicron variant, along with four of his teammates who flew back from Kazakhstan via South Korea. They were among 14 travelers confirmed as the latest cases with the Omicron variant in Hong Kong. All had been reported as imported cases on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and either tested positive at the airport or in quarantine. Two other karate athletes who returned from Kazakhstan on the 23rd of December have also tested positive for COVID-19. Together with a 19-year-old woman and a 26-year-old man, the Center for Health Protection reported nine new imported cases. 
A top legal scholar in Beijing has said that the target of allowing universal suffrage in Hong Kong hasn't changed, but the SAR should focus on economic development and improving people's livelihoods first. Here's Steve Dunthorne. Speaking at a briefing on Beijing's recent white paper on Hong Kong's democratic development, Wang Jiamen said the central government had done a lot in the past two years to save Hong Kong and its democratic system. Mr Wang, who is vice chairman of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, cited the white paper as saying that the SAR's target of achieving dual universal suffrage, with the chief executive and all legislators elected by the public, had not changed. But he said Hong Kong needed time to recuperate after serious political turmoil, adding, My feeling is that people have been longing for stability. A quick look at the weather. Currently at the observatory, it's 13 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 76%. Please be advised the cold weather warning is currently in force. RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. Astronauts working aboard the country's first space station have successfully completed the second spacewalk of their mission. Wendy Wong has details. Official media reporter the Taikonaut Ye Guangfu opened the airlock at 6.44 in the evening on Sunday and was followed out of the module by colleague Jia Jigang. The first woman aboard the Tiangong space station, Wang Yaping, assisted her crewmates from inside the core module. The team performed various extravehicular activities, including lifting a panoramic camera outside the station. Mr. Ye completed most of the work using a robotic arm, while Mr. Jai was responsible for observing and guiding his efforts. New York City has made it compulsory from today for everyone aged 12 and above to be fully vaccinated against the coronavirus to access indoor entertainment and sports activities. It's also become the first U.S. city to require vaccines for all private sector workers. COVID cases in New York City, especially among children, are on the rise. Dr. Daniel Umpat is from New York University's School of Global Public Health. We know that immunity begins to wane six months after the second dose, so I actually anticipate that boosters may be mandated as well. I understand that people don't like being told what to do, but if we don't all work together on this pandemic, and that right now means masking and vaccination, then this is going to keep happening. An international aid organization says climate change has contributed to the most extreme weather events this year, with developing countries often suffering the most devastating effects. Christian Aid says the 10 worst extreme weather events of 2021 each caused more than 1.5 billion US dollars of damage. James Duras from the World Meteorological Organization says better planning is key. We need to make sure that evacuation plans through early warning systems are strengthened, much as what has happened in Louisiana after Katrina. There was significant loss of life with Ida. There was very few people that lost their lives. It shows that we can plan for these natural hazards. A court in Russia has sentenced a prominent historian to 15 years in jail and the latest verdict in a long-running case against him. Yuri Dmitriev is known for his work exposing the crimes of the Stalin era. From Moscow, here's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. The case against Yuri Dmitriev has dragged on for five years. 
Last year, he was sentenced to 13 years in prison on charges of sexually abusing his foster daughter, charges he insists were fabricated. Today, that's been extended to 15 years. A court convicted him of creating child pornography and illegally possessing a firearm. Mr Dimitri's supporters believe the case is politically motivated, that the historian and human rights activist has been punished for shining light on one of the darkest chapters of Russia's 20th century history, the great terror of Joseph Stalin. To sports now, and in cricket, another England batting collapse has put Australia within touching distance of retaining the Ashes. They've reduced England to 31 for four at the end of day two of the third test of the MCG. Australia were earlier bowled out for 267, which gave them a first innings lead of 82, leaving England with work to do if the Australians are to bat again. England's two talisman, Ben Stokes and Captain Joe Root, will be at the crease when play resumes in the morning. Newcastle United hosts Manchester City in the Premier League tonight as a festive football calendar continues. Newcastle boss Eddie Howe says the interim Manchester United manager, Ralph Rannick, is someone he looks up to. A definite pioneer of the game. Um, he's someone I've had a couple of conversations with over the years and someone I highly respect and admire. I think anyone who, who has his reputation in the game, some of the things that he's achieved at different clubs shows that his methodology works. Rannick says United have been able to prepare well for the game after their recent COVID outbreak. They're all in good shape. All the players, uh, they did their homework. They all had their schedule to, to train at home. And all of them just, uh, they, they stick to that, to that schedule and to that program. Most of them, if not all of them, uh, might be available. Meanwhile, Wolves' Premier League match at Arsenal tomorrow night has been postponed due to COVID-19 cases and injuries. And one last look at the weather again. Currently, it's 13 degrees Celsius, the humidity 76%. The news from RTHK.
Thanks, Alan, for the request. A track there from the Carlin Twins. A uh, big hit as well back in the well, late 50s, somewhere around there, a track called When. Uh, the B-side was called Three O'Clock Thrill, and the reason I know that is I was living in London in the 70s, and there used to be a guy on Capital Radio called Roger Scott, and it was, uh, it was an afternoon feature. I think it went out about 3 p.m., something like that, and it was called Three O'Clock Thrill. Absolutely brilliant. You can never find it on the archive somewhere, on their archive that is, of course. But right now it's the Supremes. You've given me a true love, and every day I thank you, love. 